Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome in. It's actually not Mackie and Judd. It is Conduits of Trouble with uh, Zolgad and Star Tribune sports columnist Chip Scoggins. Uh, and unfortunately, Chipper, we have to start here on today's episode. And I hate to do this, and I hope you don't start crying, but I forgive you if you do, certainly. Um, we might we might see college football in uh, 2020, in the fall, and your beloved ten- uh, t- Tennessee Vols and the SEC might play, uh, but the Big Ten has officially declared it won't be playing this fall. Your reaction to news that certainly by the time it came out a couple days ago didn't come as a surprise. No, it wasn't a surprise, Judd, but it was still a gut punch, you know. I mean, I think we all expected that, especially when you – well, just going into this, I mean, I I was saying 50-50, but that was probably more my uh, (laughs) fandom for college football than than reality. Um, And then over the weekend when you saw some of the reports coming out, you just – you sort of figured this was going to be the result. Um, But it's disappointing. I mean, if you're a fan of something and and it's, you know, postponed and – who knows if they're going to be able to play in spring. Um, there's a lot of complicated factors going into this. Um, so, it, yeah, not not surprising, but but very disappointing. Let's try and unpack this, okay? Because yeah. I, I think it's too simple just to say, good idea or bad, go. Um, let's, <laughs> let's try and unpack this from this perspective. I'm going to, to give you my thought, and as a person that talks to people in the Big Ten, I want to know if my thought is correct. But my initial inclination about this whole thing, without even passing judgment, good or bad, because it does go in depth, my initial thought process is, boy, it sure seemed like they could have started to have a cohesive plan in the spring to say, worst case, COVID-19 is not gone. But Mm -hmm. it, it seems like, Chip, we got to last... Saturday, I believe, which is when they held the emergency uh, conference call of uh, Big Ten presidents uh, Mm -hmm. and basically panicked. It doesn't seem like this was really, really well thought out from the perspective of of going back to spring. I think people who are paid this much should always assume what happens if it's worst case, which is me, which means worst case, which means we don't do things right as a country, which means you get to August and as the virus is, it remains a problem. What's yeah. your feeling about that statement that I don't feel like a lot of people who should have been prepared seem like they were all that prepared? No, I don't think at all they were talking about spring. And they, I think when it started back in March, 
the hope was this country would be in a much different spot than what it is right now, sure. right? They thought it would be more under control, and it didn't. And there's just so much money, Judd, tied up with fall football. The Gophers uh, projected losses of $75 million in revenue. Wisconsin, $100 million in revenue. Um, Ohio State, I assume, even more than that if you don't have fall sports. And so they were going to do everything in their power to try to make this thing happen um, in the fall. And I think they were willing to give it a shot, Judd. That's why you saw them release the schedule. You let the players come back uh, to practice last Friday. But then over the weekend, nobody wanted to be that first conference that went first, right? And the MAC right. came out and said, well, you can't do it. And so then that started the dominoes. But even more than that, I think we started to hear more stories um, about the heart issue and the long-term effects and – you saw the mother of the Indiana incoming freshman uh, posted on her Facebook about he uh, tested positive. He was a healthy kid, tested positive, um, had to go to the emergency room with breathing problems, um, and now they they fear that he might have a that heart issue, um, myocarditis, I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, and that, that gained traction over the weekend, Judd, and I think that absolutely scared them to death. And then we started hearing – tied to that, Judd, is the whole liability issue. And we could get into this about um, we saw the, the different uh, players' uh, groups from different conferences come together. And one of the things they said is they want to be – they want to have representation. They want to have an association. <laughs> you want to call it association or union, however you want to phrase it, but mm-hmm. they want to have that. And if I'm a university president, and let's say you, you, you mentioned worst-case scenario, what if – a player on my campus who's not a professional, who's not in a union, the worst case scenario, they get seriously ill or die on my campus. You got a major problem. Yes. And so you can tell me that that's rare, and it's easy for me to say that's rare. But I'm not making that decision. I'm not. The, I'm not the one that's going to get sued or have that uh, happen on my campus. And so I think all those things came together. Just the uncertainty, and I've heard that word probably a million times in the past week. Uh, from officials saying just the uncertainty. And I think they just said, you know what, there's too much unknowns right now. Let's stop. So with that being said, why didn't the Power Five, because they they need, you know, each conference needs, ideally, the other conference to be as successful as possible and and to have the college uh, playoff truly work, Chip. Why do we think they didn't sit down in April and start to say, okay, things are going to change rapidly, potentially, hopefully, uh, which they didn't for the better, why wouldn't they have sat down together as, as, you know, the National Football League would or baseball would and say, let's all have a cohesive plan here and let's just start with assuming the absolute worst. Um, because the, the SEC can play now, the ACC Big 12 can play now, but it's not going to be the same. I guess, I guess I'm very confused and I get that it's egos and different thought processes, but I'm yeah. very, but I'm very confused as to why these people, again, very rich, supposedly smart people, wouldn't sit down together and say, if nothing else, we all we all should have a plan, so it doesn't become become as you just said this sort of game of chicken of I'm not going to say it first, you say it first. Yeah. It just all seems to be so poorly thought out in that way. Well, this this whole thing is as you know underlined and. Inc. that there needs to be a commissioner for the Power Five. Yes. And that might be easier said than done because you're talking about a lot of schools and all spread out all over the country. Um, and whether we want to agree with this or not and go into this, red state, blue state, 
and um, there's different politics involved in this. And so I don't know that you would find consensus with that many um, teams and different interests. And the thing that's confusing, Judd, is on the day that the Big Ten came out and said there's just too much uncertain, our medical people don't feel comfortable with this, mm-hmm. the head of the ACC uh, medical committee, their their main doctor that they're listening to, came out and did an interview and said, no, we see a path forward that's safe and we, we think we can do it. And so you have two totally different answers there <laughs> that right. are uh, presumably looking at the same thing. Um, and so I think it's just open to interpretation with, with data, with science, with what doctors are saying. And, and so I don't know that you would find consensus with those five power five conferences. And so it's, it's basically five guys, five cabs at this point. Yeah. Which is, which to, to me is completely crazy because you're right, and, and I completely get what you're saying. But it's nuts because because forget red state, blue state. I'm talking green state. I'm talking as much cash as possible. And yeah. for somebody, and, and I am not even trying to tell you that what the Big Ten did is right or wrong. I'm saying from a business perspective, it's goofy that these five conferences that desperately um, need each other to be as successful as possible, right? To play the college yeah. football championship that they can't get, that they can't sit down and say, we need a plan here, basically a nuclear plan here. So if there's a pandemic where we at least appear to be on the same page, because now Chipper, if you play the college football championship game, yeah, you know, none of us are going to sit and watch it and be like, this is the true thing. We're all going to say I- Ohio state's not playing. Yeah, it's the SEC championship, and right. and I'll say this up front, Judd. I'm not going to be surprised if the other three uh, uh, conferences eventually cancel. I think they'll get to the same thing. I, I I think I'd put more money on that happening than them actually playing. But Judd, those conference commissioners talked frequently, from what I'm under, uh, from what I understand. And but here's the thing: I know Kevin Warren um, surprised those other conferences when the Big Ten came out. Whatever, however long it's been, three weeks ago or whatever, and and said that they're not going to play conference or non-conference games. He didn't consult with the other um, Power Five commissioners about that, or at least he didn't tell them they were going to do that. That surprised them when that announcement came out. And so, you know, he was basically acting in you know in, in the best interest of the Big Ten on that and trying to buy some time that way. Um, and so, I think there is dialogue and communication between those guys, but I still think wow. it comes down to. They're going to do what they feel like is in the best interest of their schools, mm-hmm. and uh, more so than trying to find one plan that's going to fit that many different competing interests. So, in, in your mind, what's the next conference not to play? To announce that they're not going to play? Um, maybe the, maybe the Big Twelve. Uh, you know, they I think they were sort of on the fence this week, more so than the ACC and SEC. Um, but you know, the other thing is the SEC. I believe, Judd, that they're when they redid their schedule, they did it for opening up September 26th, and and Big Ten was going to be September 3rd. So yes. the SEC has built they built in three extra weeks of wiggle room, if you want to call it that. And so I don't think they felt like they had there's a burning um, deadline that they had to make a decision right now. With the Big Ten, they did. You know, I mean, they were going to have to play a game in three weeks. And so they, they needed to make a call. I think the SEC has a little more time before they do that. Um, I It's going to be interesting, Judd, how they get – how they are comfortable with the risk and the liability issue down there um, in those spots. 
you know, yep. <clears throat> these are not professional athletes. That's not a union. And God forbid, uh, you know, we have the worst case scenario. I can't even imagine what the lawsuits would be like. Can you? If, <clears throat> if you're a university president trying to justify that when other conferences are shut down? I think the SEC risks it. Personally, I think they take the risk. I mean, I I, I hear, hear what you're saying, and I agree completely. Uh, but I, I think that that conference is basically probably far more parallel to professional football than the rest of college football. Um, so I think unless somebody steps, unless a really smart person says, you can't do this and I'm going to shut you down, I think the SEC might risk it. And, and, and it... It sounds like they might be listening to players and coaches down there and, and ADs more than the Big Ten was willing to. And I, I think they listened to the outcry um, and, the, and the blowback, but uh, clearly it didn't sway them to even buy more time. I thought when we saw that on – my days are confused here. was that Tuesday when they all came out and were forceful, you know, Nebraska and the players we want to play yes. and all that. I thought yes. I thought the Big Ten might pause their decision – a mm-hmm. week or two, mm-hmm. because they, they they also built in some time in their in their schedule to allow for that. But clearly, um, they were unmoved by that, and, and maybe they I think they discussed it, but I think they just said we're not even going to you know attempt to do that. Scott Frost so, is very mad right now. Yeah, you know, I didn't know Nebraska became Ohio State overnight. Yeah, what know? what they realized <laughs> they're not that good, right? I no, I think they what the hell happened. It's 1985, Judd. Where's Tom Osborne? I thought he passed away. I don't know. I mean, that was bizarre. They they were talking like you you would have thought that Nebraska was a top five program nationally from the way that they were talking. I, I know Kevin Warren. We, we both know him. We you know dealt with him a lot from the Vikings. But I, and so he, I don't think he would ever say this publicly. But don't you wish he would said, "All right, give me give us our 55 million dollars back then." Yeah, <laughs> and, and go play elsewhere. If, if you want to go play elsewhere, uh, get back to TV money. You know they're not going anywhere. And of they came not. out today. They came out today and acknowledged that they're on board. But you know maybe they just the emotion of it let them do it. But it was it, it was interesting, Judd. I've never seen it like that where you had coaches and uh, ads just defiant against their presidents and a commissioner like that. Um, yes, it, it was pretty fascinating. But um, you know. Ohio State came out yesterday and said that they're on board, and then Nebraska did. I mean, it had to be. What, what are they, they're not going to switch conferences. Come on. No, and and you know what? The more, especially coaches, the more that they protest, the more that you know you're doing the right thing. <laughs> like, you're never going to, if you're a commissioner, you are never, ever, unless it might be about a rule, you're, yeah. you're never going to take what a coach says to heart. Coaches are the most... Um, compromised because you know they basically are big kids, and and yeah. and they also, and it, this is not a fair statement across the board, but we have both in covering football seen this. They're used to getting their way by sort of bullying, sure. And conference commissioners or presidents are not going to be like, oh, I just got bullied by a coach. You know what? Let's go play football. They're going to be okay. like, no, no, we're you're proving us to be right. Because those people in power are doctors and lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> That's where they're, they're academics. They're, yeah. And so, you know, it is, it is Judd. Um, the other thing I think that they factored in was, you know, we've seen outbreaks. Clemson had a big uh, outbreak in their locker room. Um, LSU did. We've seen it. Uh, University of Texas did. Um, but I think 
schools by and large did, and some of that Judd people were saying uh, you know noted those tests some of those I think were intake tests where kids came back to campus with it and sure. they tested their initial test so it wasn't necessarily everybody got it while they were on campus it was they brought it back from their homes wherever they came from but you know we talked to PJ on Friday he he said they had zero tests in their their latest round um, in football and so I think they created a pretty good little mini bubble if you want to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, within these, because all the protocols and, and the way they were practicing was completely different and all that. But here's the thing, and I'm part of it. I'm taking my daughter to college, back to college in another state tomorrow and dropping her off. Kids are going back to campus this week yes. all across the country. Yes. And so you're going to see a surge in cases. You just are. I mean, I, I don't think it's it's unavoidable at this point that it's going to happen. And so I think, I think that was part of the thing, too, is like, okay, now, you, you know, we can't do a bubble. You're you're bringing back hundreds of thousands of kids on campuses. Um, so you and you know they're going to go to bars. They're going to go to parties. They're going to hang out and they're going to go to class. Hopefully, <laughs> you know. And so um, cases are going to surge. And so I think you're going to see that uh, happen here in the next couple of weeks. And so that probably played into it too, Judd. That that they knew that was coming, you know. And you're you're right. There's going to be one thousand percent a surge because kids are kids. They're twenty two. You know, they're not yes. going. They're not going to to say, well, if I go out, I might get this and I might have a stroke because you know there's a two percent chance of that or something like that. So you're right. Um, hey, what was your thought on? I, I believe it was late Sunday when the momentum. And this is this is on topic. But it also goes into a very uh, different and interesting area to me uh, when we saw the, the as you talked about, potential for, you can call it a players association, union, I don't care what you call it, uh, but the galvanizing and coming together of players to basically basically break off and say, rightfully so, we're sort of professionals here. And if we're going to do this, we need securities. Um, it's very much on point to what's going on with COVID, I get that chip, but it also goes to a very interesting place that I would think would scare the bejeebers out of ADs, coaches, and especially presidents and yeah. the NCAA as far as the long term. If these guys realize how important that they are and sort of invoke those rights, we have turned a corner now that we absolutely should. And, and I am on a team player here. But it also goes into an area where where the adults in the room have no interest in participating. I think that scared them to death because you saw it in the Pac-12 first, and then the Big Ten, and you're talking about a thousand players. Um, and and then when Trevor Lawrence came out, they, those groups kind of um, came together. There was different uh, players groups, if you want to describe it as that, and they all came together united mm-hmm. under the you know we want to play. And Trevor Lawrence and, and Justin Fields were kind of the, the face of that, the two two most marquee players in college football. Um, and one of the things was they want to have an association. They want to, um, which is, you know, code for for union. And Don't tell Dabble that. That, that absolutely, yeah, don't tell Dabble. Dabble that doesn't call it union. Scared, yeah, that absolutely has to scare them because it yes. would change college. College athletics would be changed. But here's the thing, Judd. I don't know a way forward as long as it would, you know, in the absence of a um, vaccine or if the cases just go, you know, we get control of this in the country, uh, you know, in a way that we haven't yet. I don't know a way forward for sports, college sports, without it. I, I just don't because mm-hmm. 
just the liability. And I asked uh, President Gable was on the um, we did a Zoom call with her and Mark Coyle the day it came out, and I asked President Gable about that. I said, how much is the liability factor from a university president perspective a big deal that needs to be uh, addressed and resolved before you feel comfortable resuming sports? Because you know, like I said, if you don't have if these athletes are amateurs, they're not being paid, and you have the worst case scenario happen on your campus, you are in big trouble. Oh, huge and trouble! Absolutely, yes. You're, they will sue you. I mean, the lawyers are already. I can tell you. I mean, they're just. It's going to happen, and so. Yep. Um, I I think this is good. I think pushing football to spring might buy time for something like that to happen, to where they have some kind of representation. And college sports will be changed forever, and. and Obviously, the NCAA does not want that. University presidents don't want that. They want to cling to their amateur ideals. But athletes are united and have a plat- understand they have a voice and platform and, and um, a stake in this unlike they've ever had, Judd. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's real momentum for that to happen. I don't know how, what it will look like or, or how it will unfold, but I, I'm not going to be surprised. You know, Northwestern tried in, was it 15 or 16, and it failed? Yes, I, I think there's, but that was one. A, that was like one one guy, and then a small group. This is it, this is the prominent it, players now across the board. And we're in a different spot as, yes. as a country, and just in college athletics, are in a completely different spot now. So I I, I think it's going to happen eventually. I, I tweeted this Sunday night as well, Chipper. I said this is going to scare um, the administrators so much that, that it actually, to me, increases the chance that they don't play football in the fall. Because they aren't going to know what to do right right now. Like they're they're going to mm-hmm. look at this and be and say to your point, this could happen. And if they do this, we're in trouble. Because I mean, you you think about uh, the years and years and years now of just the ultimate cash grab that this has been, right? And you don't have to yeah. pay the players, and you've got and now you you've got all of these league owned sanctioned networks paying you, and you've got the ESPN, ABC, CBS, NBC cash flowing in and and until now in stadium cash um that if you threaten and basically say okay we'll play but we need xyz and we need it yesterday yeah that the college administrators are going to be like well then we can't play because we're, they're basically freaked out and i got yeah. tweets back saying no that, this will have zero effect i said you don't understand this you're you're talking you're talking about in the midst of a pandemic upsetting a system that has allowed for greed and probably some corruption and certainly a huge cash flow that we're now talking about standing in front of and stopping it. They, they well, ain't going to take that well. No, and, and one of the things that they, they asked for was long-term health coverage if you develop <laughs> COVID uh, complications. So if you, okay, you play and you get sick and you have damage to your heart that needs, you know, long-term coverage, does the university are they going to pay for that? Well, they should. You know that's that's what the players want, and I'm sure the the university is like whoa 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 whoa. You know? <laughs> yes. And so and so, Judd, we might have a stalemate. It, it depends on how much the players dig in their heels. I think you know is it um, is there real unity to? Because I always said this, Judd. What would happen if at the final four, the crown jewel, other than you know, the college football playoff, mm-hmm. if the players refuse to take the court. TV's on, fans are there, yeah. places ready to rock, and the two teams refuse to take the court, and the players refused. Yeah. What do you think would happen? 
uh, might, chaos, complete chaos. Yeah, and I don't know that they would ever do that because that you know that's a bold stand. It takes a lot of courage, you know. Yep. But and I don't know it'd be that dramatic. Um, but I think there's, I think there's real conviction and understanding that this pandemic, you're asking a lot of uh, with the health um, of non-union, non-compensated yes. athletes. Um, Absolutely. Put their, put their health and, and lives in jeopardy. Absolutely. Your confidence that um, the Big Ten does have a spring football season, and if you do think it's going to happen, Ship, when do you think it, it would start? Because playing games at TCF Bank Stadium in February would not yeah. be the easiest thing in the world. Well, Ryan Day, the Ohio State, my confidence is not real high, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Ryan Day, the Ohio State coach, came out yesterday and said he hopes it starts in January. Which I don't. They would have to. They would honestly, Judd, they'd have to play in U.S. Bank Stadium. I think. Yeah. Um, the Gophers. Now, uh, Jeff Brom, the Purdue coach. I think it goes through it uh, uh, extensively. Dad just kind of glanced at it, but he he had a very detailed plan for spring fall that they released uh, this morning that he just kind of came up with himself, and it would be an eight game season. I thought that it, uh, his said. Uh, early February to early April, eight games, mm-hmm. and then three months off, and then a 10-game fall se- uh, season that would go to late December. Conference only? Um, yeah, so. yeah. Conference only, but with playoffs in there. Um, I assume, I think it was conference only. Um, I, I don't know. The weather thing here is going to be an issue. I think if it's, you know, if you have to start early, I, I, I would assume they're going to try to play those games in U.S. Bank Stadium. I, I don't know that you could it, it, you know, conceivably you could play outside, but man, those you would have. And where your, where do like the Hawkeyes play? I mean, they they don't have an option. Yeah, unless they know. play up I, here. Yeah, and, and maybe their winners they would allow for it. You know, I don't know what you know Iowa City winners are like in January or February and how bad it is there. But um, it you know the the one issue is I know they're trying to build in time for recovery. Um, but if you're asking kids to play 18 games in a calendar year, that's a lot. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. if you put, if you put student athlete welfare at the top of your list, which they always tell us they do, um, they're going to have to justify that, you know, playing that many games. And the other thing, the other issue is if you get injured in the first one, you got no shot of playing in the second one. I wouldn't think, you know, a significant injury, right? not, not an ankle sprain, but you know, something significant you'd, and, and the other the other big thing that's going to be a, um, a battle, Judd, is eligibility. If I'm a senior, I'm going to want another year of eligibility, and I want you to pay for it. And are you going to expand rosters now? To I want compensation. To, forget forget the whole thing. Compensate me. Yeah, that too. But 18 games. Give me my money. Is going to be a big deal. Eligibility yep. is going to be a huge deal um, that they're going to fight about. I'm sure. Yeah, because that that one is and and if I am. So if I'm a guy who might get drafted too, and I'm not talking Bateman, I'm talking just might get drafted. Mm -hmm. Am I really going to play in a spring season that's that's going to you know let's say that um, the National Football League moves the draft to I think I think without um, the player association agreeing to it they can move it to like June first. So let's say they're going to have the draft on June first. Am I really going to play an eight game spring season right before that and get hurt possibly? And and now not be drafted? Probably not. So I, I just the the spring 
idea and kicking the can down the road all sounds fine, but it, it also, my question goes back to, in March, if I had told you that COVID was still going to be a huge problem, in fact, it was going to be so big that you couldn't play college football come September, you probably w- would have said, ah, come on, Judd, it's not going to be that bad. It still is. So yeah. so this whole thing of, well, let's just go to the spring now, to me, uh, reeks of, you're probably, best case, going to be playing college football next fall if you're fortunate. Yeah, and, and, and who's to say that we're going to be in a much better spot you know, right. in January or February. Um, but the, the spring season was obviously the last, you know, the the worst-case scenario for them. And there's just so many complications. Um, you know, there, we see a lot of mid-year transfers and mid-year enrollees. Are they going to be able to play in both? Um, I think you're going to see a lot more um kids opt out like you said if i'm you know not even the first round picks but if i'm if i feel like i'm going to be a third round pick um i think there'll be pressure from agents to yep. get kids not to do it if, if they if they feel secure and where they're going to be um and so yeah and then but but here's the thing that they need the money i mean this that's my next I question you, to you. I, I can't tell you how difficult this is going to be i mean schools are going to cut sports they just are i mean people have to understand it yep. i I fully expect that the Gophers probably will. I mean, I don't now. I talked to a regent that said maybe the school can take out a loan, a bridge loan, to yeah. get them through it. But Judd, if, if Mark Cole comes out and says we have to drop the you know X number of sports, nobody should be surprised because I just I don't know how you get to recover seventy five million dollars loss. I just without doing it, I don't know. How, how you know realistically here uh, for the Gophers, Chip? How many sports do you think are in jeopardy, not particular sports, but just a ballpark because of the fact that football plays probably such a huge role in funding said sports? Well, so the Gophers have, in the Big Ten, they they have the fourth most sports um, with 25 and the eighth highest budget. Um now there's a the minimum for to be Division One. I, I believe is either fourteen or fifteen. You have to sponsor fourteen or fifteen sports. So, you know, I don't know they'll go all the way to there. Yep. But I would I wouldn't be surprised if it was a handful. Um, as one of the uh, regents said in our story about the finances today, you can give everybody pay cut, but if you're talking a hundred thousand or, or fifty thousand pay cuts. That I always say, you can't furlough your way to seventy-five million dollars. It's just not possible. No, you, you have can't. to do. No, you you have to do draconian measures, and and um, so I, you know, it's unfortunate, and, and you feel bad for because they, you know, those that they're athletes that devote a lot of their time and coaches and hard work and all that too. Um, but when you're not a revenue generator, yep, it's and they're on, on that campus. Only three sports generate revenue, and it's football, basketball, men's basketball, and men's hockey. Yep. So now, you, now the other thing you have to factor in, Judd, is Title Nine. You know, how, right? I assume you're you're still going to have to be in compliance with that, and so um, I don't know how you know how that'll affect which sports gets cut. Mm-hmm. But I I just I honestly don't know. Other than taking out a, a massive loan to get through this, which maybe they'll be able to do. But in that, if they're not allowed to do that, I don't know any other way that they're not going to be able to. And Mark Cole basically said everything's on the table at this point, you know. Yeah, and I, I didn't see this broached, but there was never a chance, or they, they basically couldn't uh, discuss realistically trying to play football and telling the rest of the fall sports 
you can't play, correct? No, they would never do that. Okay. Um, that I was just be... curious because it brings in so much cash if they just said, screw it, let's try this. Which yeah. would violate a lot of rules it and be, laws. Yeah, that would be um, – talk about bad optics. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, then then you do get – But you're desperate. Yeah, they're it's terrible desperate. optics. I mean, this is, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's this is the hardest thing these schools are ever going to have to deal with. You know, and I mean, college athletics are going to look remarkably different at the end of this because you're just going to see so much fewer sports. I mean, we are. I mean, it's just I don't know any other way around it. Mm-hmm. Last thing, sir, uh, the the confidence that you got in the Zoom call or from talking to people behind the scenes about winter sports starting on time um not good i I wouldn't say that i mean now you turn your attention to there and you saw the pac-12 came out they didn't just cancel fall sports they canceled all sports through the calendar year so yeah um through january 1st and that so that chops off you know what the first half of uh the basketball season and you know the same issues are going to come up judd I, i don't know you know unless there's something dramatic happens with with COVID um, and getting it under control, but the same liability issues are coming. I mean, hockey is a contact sport, right? I mean, basketball is a contact sport. Yep. And you're not going to operate in a bubble. I asked Mark Cole that on that call. I said, did, did Big Ten, did you even consider trying to do a bubble or is that just completely unrealistic, you know, on a college campus? And he said, no, it never even came up. It wasn't even a thing. So, Clearly, they're not trying that for basketball or, or you know these winter sports. So, um, I I wouldn't have a lot of confidence right now. To be honest with you, that they'll start on time. What's I, that I, loss I, I then, will, Chip? I will not be surprised, Judd, if they come out the Big Ten in another month and say we're canceling sports uh, through the rest of the year. I just I, so what's that loss? Point, I don't believe anything. What's that? So if if it's if um, I don't know, the don't Gophers know. are going to lose seventy five million from the fall sports and especially football being canceled. And now you take out hockey and basketball. I, I mean, yeah. now now you're you're talking about Armageddon, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I mean, we've seen this, things can change from day to day, week to week, and sure. so you know you hate to be you know so pessimistic and saying they have no shot because I mean things can really change from month to month. But um, I mean. Would you feel optimistic about it right now? No, I don't. I, just, I, I don't, don't. And they and they have to, and in their defense, I guess a little bit too, they have to make these decisions fairly soon. Like if you could wait until January, I might be like, okay, oh, yeah. that's cool. But yeah. you can't. So no, and that's what makes it tough. Is, yeah, and the problem is, Judd, I think one thing, I mean, they're obviously going to study the data, and the hard issue is something they're really going to have to drill down on and figure that out. Sure. Um, is it rare? Is it, you know, but. Uh, I think ESPN or somebody said there was five cases of it in the Big Ten football alone, and so the Red Sox um, pitcher got got it Red too. Sox. Yeah, and Rodriguez, so the, uh, I believe. Yeah, and I was just reading Bruce Feldman from Athletic, uh, kind of inside the Pac-12's decision, and that came up. That was the number one driver. It was the the Indiana kid football here. Yep. The Red Sox pitcher, and then there was a a basketball player, and I forget. I think he's playing overseas. Um, but he developed it too, and so it, it, one of the people said that was it. That was done. Once they heard that, they were just they couldn't move forward. Well, so, yeah. The other thing, Judd, they're going to. I think he. I think schools really have to be. We're going to know more when you see students go back to campus, and you know, I mean, I have some uneasiness. I'm dropping my daughter off there, and you, you know, 
there's going to be a surge. And so I think uh, all these conferences are going to wait and see what happens with that. I mean, are you going to see a lot of outbreaks on all these campuses when kids are back? Um, Odd, odds are good you will, yes. Yeah, Unfortunately. So I, think, I think you're, you're going to have to wait and see how that plays out before you make any decisions on you know how the rest of the calendar year goes. Yeah. All right, Chipper. Thanks much. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Talk, talk to you next week. Yeah, All right. Conduits of Trouble, Zolgad and Scoggins um, focusing, obviously, on the decision by the Big Ten to cancel its football season or at least try and push it off until the spring. We will uh, talk to you next week. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.